The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Join now and mybookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SGP50 to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. And finally, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark provides you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with data-driven editorial content. So make sure you follow Oddshark on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. <laughs> Hello and welcome to World Cup 247 here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at SGP Network. That's at SGP Network. This is your preview for the World Cup final and we will be touching on the third place playoff, which will unfortunately feature England because we got knocked out in the semi-finals from being one goal up. We blew it against Croatia in extra time. Totally, totally gassed out. Totally inexperienced performance. Totally did not know how to hold a lead. Um, the young players basically just bottled it. We used that phrase a lot in this tournament, saying that the likes of Belgium may bottle it or France may bottle it, and France may still bottle it in the World Cup final. But um, it was England, ironically, who who bottled it. And um, from 1-0 up, came out in the second half playing completely negatively, trying to hold on to a 1-0 lead with a, with a team with a very low average age who are well on top of a Croatia team who had already played extra time twice. So came into this game having played four hours football. And uh, England couldn't hold on and they're out of the World Cup. Everything is wrong with the world. England are out it's raining again after breaking a British record for consecutive days without rain. It rained today. And Donald Trump is in our fucking country. We didn't want him here, but for some reason, the orange asshole has managed to come over it despite the protests and and everything that we that we did. There's hundreds and thousands of people protesting against it. But um, yeah, your president is unfortunately over here and nobody is very happy about it. But um, yeah, let's move on and maybe I can make you guys happy by finishing strong in this World Cup. Um, Didn't obviously have the best semi-finals because I may have got a little bit patriotic there. Uh, Try not to do that. Try not to pick Man United. Try not to pick Green Bay Packers and have tried not to pick England through this tournament. I have tried to analyse this thing properly throughout, which is why we have been so successful um, because really stayed away from uh, from England games unless it was a real, real strong pick. Um, and we have had some of those throughout this tournament, but it's mostly been overs and unders on the goals um, on the England front. So uh, I think there was a both teams to score as well, chucked in at one point. Um, but yeah, it really have stayed away from that. I've really kind of stuck with what we know and um, we'll continue to do that because looking at these two games this weekend, one is notoriously over 
as far as the goals go, so over two. And one is notoriously under, sorry, it's over 2.5 and under 2.5. And um, the third place playoff, and that priced up, and that's priced up here at minus 140, always should go over. It's a very irrelevant game. It doesn't matter. It should be very free flow, and it should be at a kind of testimonial level. It's even less significant than a friendly match because a friendly match is really preparation for at least a major tournament. I think here it's more of a case of giving a go to players that didn't get to play so much in the tournament, um, but possibly keeping in players like Lukaku and Kane because this match still counts towards the golden boot, funnily enough. So if uh, Romelu Lukaku was to score a couple of goals in this, he would go level with Harry Kane and they would be sharing the the golden boot and I think players like Lukaku and Kane will play because obviously Kane wants to solidify um, and I think we'll get goals in this I think a lot of changes may come to the to the back fours maybe the keepers might get a go and uh, at minus 140 I think this price is an absolute steal uh, I also fancy Belgium to actually end up third because as we saw in the first game that England played Belgium against in the tournament Belgium have got a better squad and even though it looked like under those circumstances, a draw would be fine for both teams, uh, which would have actually had England winning the group. England managed to lose lose that game uh, due to the fact that Belgium squad was so strong and so on top of the game. So if there are any changes made here, it would benefit Belgium, I would say. Uh, Belgium are 4-6, to six, that's minus 150, to actually finish third overall. Um and the 90-minute price is 5-4 to four, last time I looked. Uh, I, I, I like the 90-minute price, but I'm going to be cautious because I am as I said trying to finish strong here uh, that is the main objective so I like the um, I certainly like the minus 150 for Belgium outright to finish third and the minus 140 for over two and a half goals in this game I'd go heavy on that I really would I mean I'm recommending that as high as um, as a couple of units on that one uh, to really finish up as strong as we possibly can, because I really can't see any point in anyone putting out a conservative performance here. Um, it's almost a game also that nobody even wants to play in. I, I can't, there isn't really any reason as to why there's no motivation to win this game. There's no trophy. Uh, you, I mean, in, in the annals of history, you will be able to say that you finished third in the World Cup, but does anybody remember who came third last year? Does anybody remember who came third the year before? Not really. It doesn't really matter that much at all. Um, so, yeah, I think um, that's a pretty solid pick for that one. So that's the third place playoff out of the way. On to the main game of the entire tournament, um, the World Cup final, Croatia against France, or France versus Croatia. Um, as I said previously, the last World Cup final drew a viewing audience which um, of 3.2 billion, which is 46% of the world. But that was Germany versus Argentina. Um, I'm not expecting the same thing here for this one. And in addition to that, it may clash with the Wimbledon final as well. I mean, that shouldn't impact it too much, but I'm thinking just along the lines of slightly dipping under that 3 billion barrier because it isn't really the sexiest final that you could have put out. England versus France, I think, would have been great um, to have those two go up against each other. Uh, they're local rivals as well, kind of similar to 
USA and Canada. Um, we're right next to France, and um, and yeah, I think England versus France would have been would have been a great final, and uh, I think England possibly would have stood a better chance as well because they would have been fresher. I think if they were able to get that second goal in the game against Croatia, uh, which they really should have done. They really, really should have got that second goal in the first half. And uh, I think Croatia would have been out of sight. And I don't know why England didn't come out chasing that goal. Um, But they didn't, and they're out. So we have Croatia in the final. Croatia now have played six hours of football going into this. And it would be a brave person to say, that they don't have a chance in this final, but I don't think that they have a chance in this final. It's um, France at one to two and uh, Croatia best price at two to one. Um, and um, I'm so, I mean, if you get the one to two, you will get Croatia at six to four um, France. The worst price I've seen France is at two to five and so you can get Croatia as big as two to one. So they're the, they're the, how the prices play off against each other. But um I just can't see Croatia putting up anything here. They've they've beaten teams, they've beaten six hours of football to beat uh, three teams that on paper they match up well against. They're, they were certainly better against uh, better than Denmark. They're certainly better than Russia. It's very debatable whether they're better than England. I would say that if you look at it on paper, maybe five of the Croatia players would get into the England team. Some would argue maybe six, five Croatia, but either way, it's six, five, either way, it's really tight between those two, very much a 50, 50, far more than what people were saying that it was. And, uh, but here France, I think other than Modric, um, not even Rakitic, normally you'd say Modric and Rakitic, but, I don't think you would in this instance. I don't even think you can get Perisic in this team. You can't get Mandzukic into this team. None of these Croatia players, other than Luka Modric, would play in the French team. You would literally be looking at the entire French back four and goalkeeper, Pogba and Kante, and then you would put Modric in, and then the rest of the team would be all French. It would be Griezmann, Giroud, and Mbappe. You could make a small argument that you put in Mandzukic above Giroud. But then again, you've still got, at a max, two two Croatia players getting into the France team. In fact, if it did it a different way, you'd put Anton Griezmann in the middle and you'd get Perisic into the team. So your front three was Perisic, Mbappe and Griezmann. That sounds fucking deadly, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's say that for argument's sake, that two of the Croatia players would get into the France team. So that makes the 90-minute price really appealing as opposed to just going for the minus 200 on France. The 90-minute price is even money. So it's evens. It's a pick that France is going to win this game in 90 minutes. I love it. Um, Deschamps has shown how he goes out to win games, ugly or not. Uh, after that brilliant exhibition against Argentina, France ended up getting through here with two ugly wins. They completely and utterly stifled and suffocated Belgium and didn't let them do anything. They got the goal and absolutely sat on the game, bored people to death. Everybody was expecting uh, an entertaining spectacle with um, two attacking teams with all the players out there. I said there was no chance that both teams don't score with Mbappe and Griezmann and Giroud and Pogba and Hazard and De Bruyne and Lukaku and all these people out there but Deschamps did a job he tactically mastered this game uh, totally outsmarted Roberto Martinez which wasn't that hard to do 
um, because Martinez shouldn't really be managing at this level. And I think Belgium have done well to get to get there. Whereas at the same time, you could say the Croatia coach also outsmarted Gareth Southgate because in the second half he found these gaps on the left hand side where Deli Ali and Ashley Young were not coexisting together uh, we're not communicating obviously and Luka Modric was able to uh, occupy that space and that's really where most of the opportunities came from from Croatia and England were just living dangerously throughout that whole second half anyway and by the time it got to extra time for some reason England looked more tired than Croatia but France are not England France have been the best team in this tournament and I think when I said it or I already said at the start of the tournament France and Belgium were the best two 11 players on paper. France, though, I tagged as a bunch of individuals and I tagged Belgium as team that would bottle it. So coming into the tournament, I actually ended up, I picked Spain, but obviously I pulled back from that pick once Spain lost their manager and then went conservative with Brazil. And then obviously, once I saw everybody play, ended up picking Belgium um, after the first round of games and, and that wasn't to be. But um, but yeah, certainly always fancied Belgium to, to beat Brazil and um, I always felt like the last round despite the fact England were there and we were all on board of the footballs coming home and all that stuff I really really felt that the France-Belgium game was the World Cup final and sometimes you get that in NFL as well you get that where you, you just see two teams uh, be it on the NFC side or the AFC side or whatever, and you just think to yourself, "Oh, you know, the the winner of this, the winner of this will go through." It's not so often, though, that that you that you see that, but um, you do see it in even other sports like Wimbledon at the moment. I'm sitting here uh, right now watching the start of uh, Novak Djokovic, uh, Novak Djokovic and uh, Rafael Nadal after um, Kevin Anderson and uh, John Isner have just played 50 games in the in the final set so you look at this semi-final and you think that um the winner is going to be Djokovic or Nadal and sometimes that can happen all the seeds can knock each other out and that's certainly what happened in this world cup and I have looked at this final um I looked at the last round and thought the winner of this world cup comes from France and Belgium and nothing I've seen has changed my mind in fact all that's really happened is Croatia have managed to tag on another 30 minutes in fact if you add up the fact that Croatia have ended up playing extra time in every single game that actually amounts to an entire extra game because I don't know if you Americans how strong your maths is but 30 plus 30 plus 30 is 90 that's an extra game that Croatia have played so not going to overcomplicate this at any point here. Um, it is the World Cup final. Obviously, we're looking for props and all sorts here, but um, France to win is the bet. If you're looking for something else, I'd take something outside of the game. Um, you can still bet on the golden ball, and um, I think that's an absolute certainty that Kylian Mbappe, at even money, wins it. Yes, he's the favourite, but... The second favourite is Luka Modric at 2-1. to one. So in a way, you're actually getting France to win the tournament at even money because they're going to give it to the winner of the tournament. It's like the MVP of the Super Bowl. It, can't, it won't go to the, top, the guy that lost it. Even if someone put up 
um, seven touchdowns and the other team scored eight touchdowns by by running the ball into the in, into the end zone it, it still wouldn't go to the losing quarterback I've not seen it before um, and that's what I, and that's what I mean here Luka Modric is two to one to win the golden ball but I think that Croatia would need to win the World Cup so you're actually better off just taking Croatia to win the World Cup but in this instance rather than taking minus 200 you can take Kylian Mbappe to win the golden ball and you know some people might say well what if it goes to another French player well, Anton Griezmann is 10 to 1. Paul Pogba is 25 to 1. There, there really isn't going to be another French player in the hunt here. It's going to have to be Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe's been the most talked about player of the tournament. Not only are they talking about him winning the Golden Ball, they're talking about him winning the fucking Ballon d'Or at the end of the year. So... I have a real, real strong feeling on that one. I think Kylian Mbappe will win the Golden Ball. I think France are going to end up winning this World Cup. I think France are going to be able to get the job done in 90 minutes. I think that um, there's going to be under two and a half goals in, in this game. That's why I said earlier, two very, very strong trends. And now I'm going to get on to that second one. Over 2.5 goals in the third place playoff. Under two and a half goals in the World Cup final, um, I just can't see how it doesn't. Uh, it, it ends up going over. Maybe France, uh, maybe Croatia do manage to nick an equaliser uh, because France uh, don't get away with sitting back on the lead. Something that they have done throughout this tournament, they've managed to go ahead and sit on the lead. They did it against Peru. They did it against um, Uruguay. They did it against Belgium. And these are tight leads. Obviously, Argentina was a complete shootout and they had that awful game against Denmark, which was the worst game of the tournament. But um, but yeah, France, if they get ahead, I'm pretty confident that they can sit on this lead and um, not have a problem really um, holding on. But the, the, minus, the under two and a half goals is only minus 200. So not loads of value there. If you want some more value at plus... Uh, 150 you can take France to win to nil so that's six to four plus 150 for France to win this game to nil uh, I like that bet as well because um, as I said I can't really see it going over two and a half goals if it goes over two and a half goals uh, I'll be really surprised if it goes under two and a half goals and France don't win the only results open open up to you there are the nil nil and the one all is there a possibility that this wonderful World Cup could could suffer from a nil-nil final? Of course there is. The World Cup final is the most important game in the world. And it, then in that sense alone, it makes it the tightest game in the world. It's notoriously tight. Last year's game finished 1-0. The year before that, um, I believe, finished 1-0 as well. So that that's, that's just how the World Cup final is. And this is very, very likely to be the same. Don't be surprised if France win this game 1-0. In fact, if anyone else is looking for an extra bet, half a unit on um, at 6-1 to one or 7-1 to one in some places, France 1-0. It's, um, it's a very good bet if you're following the trend of other World Cup finals. And it's not just the last two. If you go through the annals of history, I remember the first World Cup that I that I sat through, uh, the first World Cup final, and that, that was 1-0. It was uh, Germany beating Argentina in 1990. So, And there was a 0-0 in 1994. So it's a notoriously tight game, uh, the World Cup final. Certainly don't think it will go over two and a half goals. Very, very likely to go under. And 
as I said, France one nil, France to nil. Very good bets um, that I'm that I certainly would uh, advise you guys to to take a look at. All right, so um, I just want to run through our, our record here before we finish off. Uh, there will be a closing show where we'll look at the World Cup and we'll look at the best bets that we put out and uh, we'll analyse this final as well. Um, it will be a short show, but we will do it and we'll give out our final numbers. As we stand at the moment, we have dropped slightly. At, we're at 72 and 35 for the World Cup. We are at 78.9 units and the overall total that is, is £7,890. So obviously, we are still in the hunt to break this $8,000 barrier. That's obviously if you're betting $100 per unit. And if you are, you'd be £8,000 up, well, near £8,000 up. We hope to break that £8,000, sorry, $8,000, $8,000 mark um, with these bets for this third place playoff and this World Cup final. So good luck with all that, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the World Cup. I hope you've enjoyed World Cup 247. I hope you've been happy with everything that I've put out. Um, I'll be back with a show for the final. And by that time, hopefully, Belgium have finished third. We're in a game with loads of goals. And France have won the World Cup final. Hopefully 1-0. And uh, as I said, Kylian Mbappe will be the player of the tournament. Thanks for listening, guys. 